Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Hello, hello. I want to welcome everyone back for just another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Oh, I love being here. And let me tell you, you guys are in for such a treat today because we are going to get gritty. We are going to talk about giving ourselves the grace that we know we need and we deserve in our lives. But most importantly, celebrate the good things that we are doing each and every day to move ourselves one step further because that's who we're talking to. All my listeners are continuing to move forward, to create consistency, to go after those goals. And sometimes we take three steps back, but most of us end up five steps forward because we have this community to listen to and just next level our lives. With that being said, I am so excited to introduce our guest today. Her name is Lisa Snow, Snow Like the white stuff that comes out of the sky. And I am so excited to have her here today because she is truly a woman on the move. And Lisa, before I even go into your bio and tell everyone all about you, tell me, well, first and foremost, welcome to the show. But secondly, what did you want to be when you grow up? So as an adult, I own a wellness business. As a kid, I thought I wanted to go to law school and then get into politics. I wanted to be maybe a congresswoman or maybe president. So yes, I was the bossy kid. Love it. I love, okay. So I have to ask, cause I was the bossy kid too. I always was mom when we played house and I always was the boss when we played office. Like and I'm always wonder. I'm like, listen, I because I tend to gravitate to people like that. Sometimes I think that's because like, likes, like sometimes. Um, or what is your what is your sign? Like, are you are you first born? Are you uh, like uh, when were you born? So I am a late June birthday, so that makes me a Cancer, and I okay. am only child. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I always say I'm an Aries, and I'm a firstborn, and I have this like fiery, like stubborn you know, the fireside personality, you know, vibrantly read that way. So anyways, it's just so interesting to see how certain people like gravitate towards that and, you know, where that comes from, right? Was it we were born with it? Did we learn it? Was it something in between? But with that being said, Lisa is a speaker. She is a personal trainer and she's an employee wellness provider. She is the founder of On The Men's On The Mend Customized Fitness and Massage. For 15 years, They've had successful, they've successfully trained everyone from corporate executives to elderly and people with disabilities. On the Men provides team building through wellness, lunch and lunch and learn talks, and fitness and yoga classes on-site and on Zoom. And whether your staff is fully remote, back in the office, it doesn't matter because you feel like a team no matter what you're doing with her. She's a graduate from NYU, certified by the American Council, by the American Council of Exercise, National Strength and Conditioning Association, National Personal Training Institute. 
<sighs> I'm exhausted already, Lisa. And she lectures at law firms, medical offices, and businesses throughout the uh, New York City tri-state area. Whew. I think we all need a little break from that. We might all need to do some yoga here. Lisa, welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Anything else we didn't add or that people need to know about you? I think you've really covered it. We see clients in person in the New York tri-state area. We have clients on Zoom nationwide. And thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, I love that. So I want to dive right into it then. Like, what is, you know, what's something everyone in your industry you know, should start or perhaps stop doing. And now you're in like, you know, you're in this like real like niche, beautiful wellness space. Wellness is, I think, more important than ever, especially after COVID. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you think. I mean, because wellness can be such a wide arena, right? Yeah, I mean, for the fitness industry overall, I think the biggest thing is just like changing our marketing to make, images look like our real clients, right? Like not every ad needs to look like a professional athlete. Not every ad needs to look like a model, right? If that's your whole client base, then that's great. But if you're targeting desk workers, you're targeting people who are just getting back into fitness, some of that imagery really needs to look like them. In terms of the corporate wellness business, I think the real challenge for leaders more than ever is bringing people together. And a lot of the wellness programs that people were doing pre-COVID kind of don't resonate in the same way because they're really missing that team building component. So if you look at back in the day, people were doing things like getting everyone gym memberships. And that's a great perk, right? You're going to get people active. You're going to get people moving. You're saving them money. But if you're in a big metro area like San Francisco or New York or Miami and every chain gym has a million locations and you're a neighborhood business with maybe 50 employees and there's 30 locations of that gym, your people are going to end up going everywhere and not doing that together. So it's not a bad thing. It could be an awesome component of your wellness program, but it can't be your whole program. Or think about when it was a huge trend, and it still is honestly a huge trend in corporate, like let's get everyone a Fitbit or let's get everyone an Aura Ring or a Garmin watch, like great products. But if you're trying to get people out of the burbs and coming back to the city to your office in person, even if that's just a couple days a week, having them do more and more walking in their home neighborhood isn't really a return to work strategy great way to get people getting some steps in, but you have to think about like, what's the goal to the program and what other components do we need to add? Sorry there, I put myself on mute, but it's like diversification anywhere, right? Like any part, any business that you're in, whether it's wellness or it's law or it's this or it's that, like, you know, just thinking like, how can I do it a little differently? How can I cut this, you know, cut this piece of bread in a little bit of a different fashion to show people, Hey, this is how I can be a little edgy. This is how I can change it up. But creating that common denominator of community because people show up for other people, right? People hold themselves accountable when they know someone else is watching more so than even just themselves. I feel like. Everyone needs external accountability. 
Um, we love disc. We love Myers-Briggs. We love customizing stuff to people's types. But realistically, no matter what personality type you are, people need to be accountable to someone else. I need external accountability. You know, everyone needs an accountability buddy. Everyone needs a coach. But in terms of corporate wellness, it's just about making people feel included, right? Think about how many companies would do something like, you know, a, a charity run. Like that's a great activity, right? People are doing it together. It's meaningful. It's for the community. But if you have beginners that are maybe 58 and haven't been to the gym since 18, that might be the person who's signing up for that 5k run. So that could be an awesome element of your wellness program, but you have to make sure that you're doing other stuff Maybe it's a lunch and learn. Maybe it's a steps challenge. Maybe it's a chair yoga class, but giving people who are new to fitness an opportunity to participate and really feel like they're part of it. Right. And reminding people that fitness is just not walking or lifting weights or doing yoga. There could be a lot of other components. Like I know um, in my corporate world, I actually was just on a call this morning where we're setting up an event on um, in uh, October for, um, mental awareness, right? If we're not working on our brain mentally and physically and emotionally, how are we going to be able to show up for the gym or show up in our relationships? We're also doing a yoga day where we're doing national stress day, right? And talking about it. And maybe yoga for someone is lying on their mat and just being still for an hour. And maybe there's someone else that's doing, you know, some crazy, pretzel down dog, you know, special breathing activity. It doesn't matter. It can, it needs to fit that person's lifestyle. So with that, with that being said, what is something that you feel people either misunderstand about you personally in your business or your business, like in totality? Yeah, I think what people don't understand about fitness and wellness is they think it's totally focused on weight loss. And that's just one tiny component of it. Certainly there are some clients that have those goals and we can help them work towards that. But for most of our clients, they're here to get more energy and they're here to manage stress. A lot of both our one-on-one clients and our corporate clients have an 80 or 90 hour work week. Mm. Some of them are at a desk for 10 or 12 or 14 hours a day. So if you're leading a team that has a lot of those elite performers that are self-motivated to put in those insane hours, they basically are pro athletes, right? They are, they may not be football players. They may not be ballet dancers, but they are the elite athletes of corporate. So just like any athlete, you need a support system, whether that's a great relationship with a primary care doctor, whether that's a great mm-hmm. physical therapist, chiropractor, whether that's on-site employee wellness, right? There's a lot of things you need to do to keep those elite performers going. And it's a lot more than just calories. Right. And I think so much, like, and I think that's really starting to shift that paradigm a lot more. And again, I think, you know, some good things that came out of our pandemic was, you know, recognizing that, right? Like, it's not just the number on the scale. There's so many other things that are associated with it. And like, you know, we don't, just because, um, you know, you may not look like a, a supermodel doesn't mean you're 
well or not well, right? Like it doesn't like that's not what we're we're trying to convey here. We're trying to look for, you know, strong and good mindset and how does your energy feel, right? Like I always say, listen, I would rather have my energy and have 10 extra pounds on me than not have my energy and be, you know, this what what looks like this perfect weight, right? You know what I mean? It's just you really have to weigh your options. Um, so let me ask you another question. If you had an extra hour to spend every day doing something, what would you do? In terms of non-work related stuff, I would probably get to more acupuncture sessions. Like so many people are so afraid of it and they're free of needles and all these things, but acupuncture is like the most relaxing thing. You're on an acupuncture table for an hour. You feel like you've slept for three or four hours. Um, that's just phenomenal. And, you know, on the work side, it's just about doing more speaking, getting on more stages and getting to help some more folks. Yeah. And tell, why don't you tell like our listeners a little bit more about like what you speak on and what type of opportunities you're looking for. You never know who might listen to you and say, you know what? I need Lisa. Love talking to groups of employees about everything from fitness and nutrition to communicating better with their doctors. Cause that's the one thing that we all struggle with. You know, we think, okay, well, my doctor has a game plan for this meeting, so I don't need a game plan. You absolutely need a game plan, right? If there's burning questions that you need to get answered, maybe it's just writing some of those things down before your appointment. Maybe it's taking some notes while you're there. If you're too caught up in the moment and too caught up in the conversation to really take any notes, you know, maybe with their permission, you're just recording on their phone, just on your phone. So you can remember. And we do a lot of speaking about kind of better communication strategies with telling friends and family about your goals, you know, making sure that the different doctors and NPTs that you're seeing actually communicate with each other. So that's been a really popular topic. Yeah. And isn't it funny when you have all these different doctors and no charts are talking to each other and it just gets, it gets a little frustrating as like the client sometimes. And I also think it's really finding um, practitioners that um, want to get to know you as a person and not just as a script, right? Uh, they really want to understand you. And I think, you know, if you're, if you feel like you're going in there and all it is, is transactional, find a new doctor, right? Like I don't for myself, like I've been to doctors, even like my kids, pediatrician, there's a group of pediatricians. And I always make sure I don't ask for this one doctor. Again, my, he may work perfectly for someone, but every time I go in there, I feel like he's treating my kids like, okay, one, two, three. Yep. You done a bup, 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 bup. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, you didn't ask them what grade they're in. You didn't ask them what they do for outside sports. I'm like, I want someone that gets to know my kids as kids and what their lifestyle are like versus just, okay, well, you're this much on the, the scale. Like ask them, what are they doing to like maintain that lifestyle? What are they doing? What are they eating, you know, for breakfast? What time are they going to bed, right? Like those type of questions uh, that to really help with all of that wellness aspect. Um, so Lisa, you know, we're going to end on a high note here and I'm sure there's many, many, many words that could come your way, but what is one word that best describes you? I would say resilient. Mm. I think so many of us are so focused on positive thinking and why we need to be positive. And yes, I'm all for affirmations. I'm all for goal setting, but realistically, not every moment for every client is going to be positive. And it's more about being able to bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you practice that? 
I just am such a believer that some of your self-care needs to be on your calendar as opposed to just a gym membership you could do anytime, which for some of us means never because things that could happen <laughs> anytime kind of get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So, you know, chiropractic has helped me a lot. Acupuncture has helped me a lot. Um, just blocking out time for my own workouts and you just have to surround yourself with positive people because, yeah, and I think when you, you start up to, their energy, when you start to defend that time and when you don't have your workout, when it starts to feel strange, that's when you know it's working. You know what I mean? When you know, Hey, listen, like this feels weird that I didn't work out today. And that's how my schedule feels now. Like my schedule has come down to like, Hey, listen, when I don't work out, there's something like, I don't feel hundred percent myself. Right. And I think if you start to build that into your schedule and start to make it kind of non-negotiable, that's when magic will really truly start to happen. So resilience, working out, mindset, speaking, anything else you want to leave us with today? Just maybe one last tidbit before we sign off here. Just for all the leaders out there, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an HR leader, really think about as you're looking at your overall group of employees, who are those most vulnerable folks that you want to support the most? Is it the people who haven't worked out in a few years? Is it the people who are rock stars at their job, but in real life, they're very shy and maybe they haven't gotten an opportunity to connect with as many of their coworkers? Is it the person who, you know, is in great shape, but they're a little intimidated to do a group workout with their coworkers because they think, ah, people are going to think I have left feet. And what could you do to proactively include those people in whatever programming you're offering? Mm, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, Lisa, listen, we could talk about wellness all day. It's my jam. I love it. But I think people can go into my show notes. They can take a look at where to find you. They can connect with you. I know you're always big on like, hey, how can I make connections? How can I help other people, et cetera, et cetera. So I encourage people that are listening to this that, hey, go reach out to Lisa. Go find out what she's up to. And uh, Lisa, I just wanted to thank you for being a guest today on Grit, Grace, and Glitz, for coming and sharing all of your masterpieces here and all of your on the mend, how we can, you know, enhance employee wellness programs, fitness, massage, whatever that may consist of. Um, and just for all the good work that you're doing out there. So with this being said, I'm going to sign off from Grit, Grace and Glitz. Lisa Snow, you are amazing. I cannot wait to continue to connect with you. Let's all go out there. Let's go serve. Let's go be gritty. Let's go give ourselves the grace we need. And by all means, celebrate your glitz today. Take care. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.